This is exactly what I wanted. All my fans love me. Dad is proud of me. Mama cries for me. Cause she know there ain't sleep in my schedule. Having nightmares that I'm the Black Heath Ledger. Hmm. I don't know who the hell this is. Black Heath Ledger. What kind of lyrics you got here, brother? What mm. is this? I feel like this is this is gonna stump you right here. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I'm gonna take a wild guess, and I'm gonna say, uh, J Cole. No, sir. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so that was uh, Childish Gambino. Um, his song, I'm All Right. Um, mm. Yeah. The reason and the reason why I chose that song, man, because, uh, uh, I mean, he, he, of course, he's a, he's a really good lyricist, but he, he says a couple things in there, and there's one line in particular in the song. He says, um, um, being happy is the goal, but greatness is my mission. Hmm. And um, I mean, it, it really kind of stood out to me. <laughs> you stop me with some uh, childish. <laughs> Never even heard that. Well, anyways, this is Levels, and I am uh, Chris Ward, aka Crocdad, aka Yeezy Daddy, aka. <laughs> Hood Prince, aka <laughs> Big Daddy K. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish, bud. <laughs> uh, I think I'm done for now. That's it. That's it. That's all well, I got. <laughs> this is. Um, <laughs> oh man, okay. Then follow up with that one. Um, this is Rudy G, aka um, Agent Rudy G, aka. Um, man, I can't even call myself Mr. Worldwide this with with the with this pandemic. <laughs> can't can't do nothing nothing right now. We don't do I, that. It, yeah. <laughs> it's Mr. Mr. House side. I put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, what's happening, everybody? What's happening? What's going on, y'all? We are back. We are out here. We are getting it in. We are we energized. Hey, hey, welcome to the next level. The next level. Year two. Level two. What's up, buddy? <laughs> man it's 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 been um it's been a heck of a a heck heck of a time period right now um staying staying super uh super active super busy um doing some um i i, I know of course we talked you know a lot off um off record um but uh we've been doing a lot of uh you know stuff to work on ourselves mentally physically um and you know making sure we're, we're staying focused on business as always um but we'll we'll let y'all in more more on that in uh in future episodes but um we've definitely been uh i guess trying to keep ourselves on the next level in all all phases but um for the most part it's been good man just been hanging out with the with with the wife and and the pup hmm. um the uh that the good pup. old 
Good old Blue Ivy. She's a she's six month old pit bull. She's a she, she's a she's a little softy. But mm. um, but it, it's 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 been it's been good, man. It's been real good. Just been staying uh staying focused, keeping my head down, and you know taking it one day at a time. Mm. How's everything going for you? It's been going. Um, making making little moves. Uh, yes and no. I, honestly, I've been um, I kind of just been working on me, man. I've just been working mm. on me. Um, oh yeah, I've been using this uh pandemic um as a um opportunity to get reacquainted with myself. Um, mm. actually. It's a good way to put I it. I actually wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to share this. Um, and I think you know this. Like One of the things I I've, I did or started, I actually went, I think I mentioned this before, but I I went and did or I signed up for therapy, dude, um, just for some mental health purposes. Uh, right. Uh, which that has been extremely helpful. Um, just kind of like chopping it up with somebody who is not, you know, family, not my spouse, you know, they're, they're not tied to me whatsoever. Um, right. I, I, I think I mentioned this to you before, but I'll just say this on the podcast. Like, um, I believe I am a person who can recalibrate. I can kind of self-assess, um, mm-hmm. I can reflect and, you know, and kind of work out any kinks. And I think I just kind of got to a point where I was just like, there's so much going on. Um, mm-hmm. like, every aspect of my life um and i need to talk to a professional about that so um kind of like a few couple months into that and that's been awesome man i i would encourage anybody and i i think um when i was talking to a friend about this uh like we tend to see therapy as this thing that we do when things are wrong um right and another way to look at it is something to um, maybe consider when things are going great, you know, mm. just, you know, um, just consider it like a, a, it's a great way to put it, a tool that you, you use um, just for your benefit. So um, yeah, man, I've just been kind of just working on myself and, and just being reacquainted with myself and um, getting to know who I am in a sense. Um, so it's been it's been good. That's why we've been away, <laughs> or I've been away. <laughs> I mean, that's just a, um, a, a good reason to to always be improving as well. I mean, like in, in my opinion, there's no no flaws in that um, in, in that aspect because you know that um, you want to grow or uh, improve some areas, and and you just just taking that step. Yep. What's next on the on the board here? Oh yeah, yeah. We can uh, we can jump right into the uh, level up tip first, and then we can get into the next level. How about that? <laughs> level up tip. Oh yeah, that's the level up tip sound. <laughs> um, so since this is the very first level up tip, um, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this on my bike ride earlier today, um, and I was actually listening to. <laughs> it, it, it was funny because I was thinking about like, okay, what 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 the tip should be about and uh meek mill levels to it came up and um <laughs> there's what think, to it what's that there's what to it 
What's the song name of the song? Levels. Levels oh, to yeah. it. Levels oh, to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what I think, or the tip for me is, or the tip that I would give out is, um, you know, we we know that there's levels to just everything that we do. There's levels to mm-hmm. life. Um, I would say appreciate the level that you're on. Mm. Uh, focus on, you know, mastery on that level. Um, do not look at anyone who is a, or do not belittle or look down to one, anyone who is on a level beneath you. Mm. And also understand if you're trying to get to the next level, uh, whatever that is, uh, you may have to take on whatever, some of those responsibilities before you actually make it to that level. So that's my level up to like that. <laughs> I like it, <laughs> man. Those sounds it, it made me think about like a, a young uh, um, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, next we got our uh, next level segment, and hey, hey. <laughs> And uh, for our next level, um, we're going to be talking about um, a few people. Um, so I'm not sure if, if, if anyone has heard, but Killer Mike, um, he has partnered up with um, uh, the former Atlanta mayor, Andrew Young, and um, the founder of uh, Bounce TV Network, Ryan Glover, um, to start an online banking platform. Hmm. Um, it's called Greenwood, um, and uh, it's it, it, it's it's pretty impressive um, the fact that they're you know doing this and the uh, um, really kind of doing this to to, to help um, black and brown people alike. Hmm. Um, but the main reason why they decided to do this after you know research um, and studies show that one di- one dollar circulates for 20 days in the white community um, and only six hours in the black community. Hmm. Um, and, and the name, a fun fact, a cool fact about the name Greenwood, it actually originated from uh, the Greenwood neighborhood, uh, which is also known as Black Wall Street, uh, which if, you, if I'm not sure if, if anyone knew out there, Black Wall Street was a, a thriving neighborhood um, uh, of black and wh- black uh, wealthy entrepreneurs. Um, they were in the early uh, 1900s in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a it's a very very thriving uh, neighborhood and community um, before it was actually burned down by um, an angry um, white mob. Um, but man, like just just they, just real quick too, while you're hold your thought. But I just um, man, if y'all been following with Lovecraft country on hbo um the latest episode um they go they go back to tossa during that time and um man that episode is amazing sidebar sidebar but uh (laughs) yeah shout out to lovecraft country go ahead rue i'm sorry no 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 you're all good you're all good Uh, um but yeah, I mean that was a that was a, a, a amazing time period, um, 
uh, for for uh, I guess black black uh, culture in general is having that that community. Um, I mean, it's very of, of course unfortunate that I mean it's not uh, it's no longer around. Um, but uh, the 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 great thing about this bank is, um, well, the cool thing about this bank since Friday, it's only been hasn't even been a week yet, hmm. um, and they have over eighty thousand people who are signed up ready to to be members. Wow. Um, that's I mean that that's pretty impressive. That's so it hasn't impressive. they they have they actually started? Are they actually formed? So they they haven't they haven't officially launched yet. They have like they have everything formed. Um, they I mean they are they're already compatible with uh, Apple and Samsung and, mm. and Android Pay. So like you know Apple Pay, all those different mm. features. They have um, mobile check deposits, all those different transfers. Um, yeah. They have um, virtual debit cards and. Uh, even ATM uh, access, free ATM access over thirty different thirty thousand different places um, around the country. Mm. Um, but I guess one last thing I, I, I'll, I'll leave it with uh, about about the the bank is that um, they're actually also donating, giving back by donating um, five free meals to a family in need for every new customer that joins the bank. Wow, um, that 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 is big. That is real big. And also, they're they're giving back to a few different um, organizations and donations, um, and even even they're doing a ten thousand dollar monthly um, grant to different Black and and Latinx customers wow. who own small businesses, and that that's that's powerful right there. That's real powerful. Wow, and I I just want to point out like, um, starting a bank is. <laughs> That's, I'm not that's saying like one I'm not, of the the hardest businesses yeah, to start. I'm right not there. saying it's impossible, but impossible, but that shit is like nearly impossible. I mean, just to become <laughs> like get, go through all the certifications, um, loopholes. Yeah, man, I the funding. I was upset one day with the bank, and usually when I'm upset about something, I'm just like, "How can I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> and I did a little bit of research on like starting a bank. It is it 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 ain't. It ain't no walk in the park. So, right. Um, salute those. So this, I mean, this is, this had to be a long time coming. Like seriously. Yeah. Salute those gentlemen who are um, just making some impact within right, the community, right. making some um, some impact within uh, just the culture. Um, mm. You know, our culture. Um, exactly. Man, less talk and more action. That's what I mean. That's 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 what they're doing right there. Gotta give them a little levels. Hey. <laughs> uh yeah, we've been playing around with new sounds, new stuff. This is uh this is year two. Uh level two. Uh level two. Yeah, there you go. That's man, that's it. That's it right there. <laughs> that's it's not, it right it's there. It's not it's not season two, it's not year two, it's level two. It's level mm. two. Uh Rue and I have been doing the podcast for two years now. Or this is the second year. Uh, second, second year. We're in the second year. Um, made around the sun, um, <laughs> 365 <laughs> days. Now we're into the second year and, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, we're, we just going to keep this thing on moving. Um, so we have a, uh, an amazing guest. Y'all ain't ready for this one today. Y'all. I mean, it's, I'm fired up. Um, we about to be on and popping. Y'all just get y'all popcorn ready. <laughs> Maybe get y'all notepad ready. You get get. I mean, it's gonna be y'all better be like just sit down and be ready for this one. Um, 
<laughs> we need some fire. Uh, yeah. yeah. Some fire. So if y'all have been rocking with us over the past year, uh, some of the common things we've we've been talking about, some of the conversations we touched on just through the episodes, uh, we you know we talked about authenticity. Uh, we talk a little bit about just self development, personal brand. We touched briefly on mental health, um, and here recently, and just with our past episode, we talked about DE and I, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and also we've been trying to answer the question of like why now. Uh, right. regarding, uh, the, the, the new the backing, the backing, right. <laughs> the backing of black lives matter from mainstream corporate America. Um, yeah, if y'all been listening you'll know, I've been kind of iffy about it cause I'm such a skeptical person. Uh, but our guest that we're going to have on today, who, uh, is an instructional designer, um, and a Jedi Knight, uh, she is a very passionate speaker and, I think she's going to help bring some of these things kind of together um, and kind of bring them full circle just in just tie it all in, you know, tie these things in. Uh, we have the very awesome purple hair goddess, <laughs> uh, Tammy Jackson. Ew. Ew. Get this. I tried so hard not to talk while y'all was talking. <laughs> <laughs> we got the intro song for you. Yeah. <laughs> So Tammy. Hey. Love my people. What's up? How you doing, Tammy? I'm What's good. Up? How y'all doing? Not too bad. Doing? You know, yes. happy Saturday. We out here. Welcome no. to right. Levels. <laughs> Welcome to Levels. No, I made it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I so, made it. No, we're happy. We are happy for you to be here. Definitely oh, yeah. want to get into a conversation, a good conversation. Uh for anyone who listens to us, whenever we have guests on, we usually, you know, chit chat with them before uh, the show. Just to, you know, there's usually some in- anxiety. There's, you know, people are nervous because they're like, okay, what are we going to talk about? And we don't right. want people caught off guard. We talked to Tammy and we had a whole podcast. Man, <laughs> I was just like, we just flowed. <laughs> it flows so well. I can't even describe it to y'all. It was just all like, off, dang. Uh, all off record. Yeah. But before. I wish y'all, wish y'all were there. I, I know. I was on my little walk <laughs> just listening. That's like, kind of paywall, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into just like the, the, the meat of the conversation, you know, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tammy. Like, where are you from? Um, you know, <laughs> where did you go to school? Just anything you want anybody to know, right, know about see. you. Where am I from? I'm from the greatest city in the whole damn world. Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like y'all thought. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's, like, it's okay, Ruth, because, you know, I, I really do where I are for, for New Orleans. Like, okay, okay. You know, I, okay. I do. Like, I have. And I said this, you know, I said this to y'all, like, you know, Detroit and New Orleans are like spirit sister cities to me. 
uh, they they related to each other. Uh, Detroit is New Orleans with you know <laughs> snowstorms and <laughs> Detroit with hurricanes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Respect so, that. Um, Respect that. Yeah. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and then I was born there. And then uh, when I was a little younger, we moved out to a suburb right outside the city, just like 30 minutes outside the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, both my parents are born and raised there. And I had this like weird experience and a very privileged one at that, like um, working class background, first generation college student, first generation corporate. Um, You know, my parents are like traditional, like blue collar people. Like they work, you know, hourly wage workers. Mm. Um, They had high school educations. And uh, actually my pops um, got drafted to Vietnam, him and his two brothers. Yeah, so they all, that was, they took it out the hood, right, Mm. to war. (laughs) And uh, then my mother um, was involved with the Black Panther Party in Detroit when she went, mm -hmm. so she was out there doing her thing and raised raised my brother solo. And then, uh, so I really got enriched in that way. Like, I was really uh, privileged to have experienced both uh, city and suburban life, and I kind of feel like uh that informed my live experience in this like really particular way mm. so that's home uh i've been out here and by out here i mean texas I'm out here i mean austin for nine years um i came out here for grad school um i went to that shiny university in austin it's mm. a big one got a little like a little like a cow like, <laughs> <I can't do> <laughs> uh, you know got my master's in black studies critical race theory and uh, before that, I went to a school out in Michigan. It's got like a little like hey. angry badger as a uh, <laughs> as a mascot, a little maze, a little blue. Yeah, but all those aside, I'm a proud Wolverine. I'm a proud Longhorn. Um, and I better be damn proud because I own the niggas money. So <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> they got me. So I'm first generation. So um, I had a myriad experiences. I've worked in professional sports. I've worked in advertising. I've worked for startups. I've worked in tech. Um, one of those, you know, older millennials who got hit with the flex mm. with, these, with the economic crisis, you know, just like you step outside, you graduate like, oh, no job. Oh, <laughs> no, no support. Like, that's me. Right. And that's informed a whole lot of where I'm at and why I've had so many different things. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm about. I work in L&D. I'm an instructional designer. A fancy word for mixing, uh, you know, higher education with corporate, you know, trainings, mm. teachings, learnings, but in the corporate setting, trainer for a corporate setting. And I'm a, a DNI driver, lead, Jedi Knight. Like that Jedi Knight. Oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> Move Jedi Knight, man. We out here with the resistance. Like, <laughs> like and then that's where that's your girl. So that's a little bit about me. So um, this this is a question I like to ask everybody because uh, okay. uh, I mean it's something that I feel like it molds people to who they are uh, mm-hmm. for one reason or another. But um, who were you in high school, and um, and do you feel like it has molded you, uh, or how has it molded you into who you are right now? Okay, so Tammy in high school was a as a nerd. She's a band geek. Mm-hmm. Um, she would you play? I played clarinet and bass clarinet, and then I was a drum major for my last two years. Hey. Really? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, see, I, I played drum major in my junior year, and I wrote it till I graduated. So tell me this, and I'll, I, and I'll let you let you finish. Um, 
Like I'm not sure how bands are in, in Detroit, but like <laughs> like in, in New Orleans, it's like when you're in a band, that's like a that's like a it's like it's a privilege. It's Listen, like, let me tell you, I went to a, I was in a suburban working class neighborhood. We weren't I wasn't I wasn't that cast tech or inside <laughs> the band where the bands actually was doing something. My cousin was in cast tech's band. Um, she killed it, but no, I was in a regular, regular band. Um, but I do think that's uh, so that's actually a really good point. Like, how does these experiences inform like who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And being a a leader of a of a predominantly white band, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, like, I didn't even think about that till you just brought it up. <laughs> um, Man. <laughs> right, it's levels, right? What makes Ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to levels. Welcome to levels. <laughs> um, so I was a geek. I was a nerd. I was uncomfortable and um, not loving who I was. Um, I struggled with my identity as just like being my whole self. I struggled with that a lot. Um, I, I was a, a geek. I was involved. I took foreign language classes. I was in student government. Like anything like a geek or a nerd would be doing, that's what Tam- that's what Tammy was. And I just uh and a big people person, like uh I mean, I look I can say that now at this stage, but like people pleasing to a detriment, mm-hmm. right? Just like struggle to like really um, you know, put others before me, before myself, just so I could uh be liked or avoid conflict or you know, things like that. So um huge personality still, but just a lot more tempered. I think I actually uh way more who I'm supposed to be now than I ever was then. Hmm. I like that. I like that. So <laughs> real quick, I, I guess in along those lines with the with the uh um I guess geeking out and being involved mm-hmm. and also you say you kind of struggle with your identity. Do you think that your identity you were trying to latch your identity to to geeking out or it was that actually you're part of your identity and you were maybe hesitant to to tap into that more? I think maybe a little A, little B, right? Like, um, I didn't have that struggle with blackness that a lot of suburban experience, I think, because mm. our suburban experience was like 60-40 at the time I was at the school. So, like, it wasn't a dearth of black people, right? right. Um, I didn't have to, like, I went to school with people. I went to elementary. I went to the black elementary school out there. So, like, I was with my people. It wasn't about struggling with blackness. It was more struggling about my internal self, like, who I was in that space. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but geek geekdom kind of like that that you see nerds and we talk about this contemporarily, but like it was that place where you kind of start finding like common ground with a whole bunch of people who don't feel like they fit somewhere. Mm. And then and now it turns into another like micro community. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of motherfuckers who don't feel like they fit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. So um uh, Chris, you wanna you you wanna ask our uh, second famous question? <laughs> the, the second favorite question, yeah. Um, so you said you've been in Austin for nine years, I think. Um, I met you on. We weren't quite on West Sixth Street. We were like on Fourth Street. And that little middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think is what was that like the the, the something district they call it. Anyways, the warehouse, the warehouse, warehouse. warehouse. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, one of the questions that we ask everyone who resides in Austin, who has ever visited, um, everybody tends to go to Sixth Street. What flavor of Sixth Street are you down with? Is it East Six? Is it Dirty mm-hmm. Six? Or is it West Six? Uh, which of those options and why? 
All right, what's happening? and why? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, your viewers are going to hear me say, I, I call out race quite a bit. So if you're uncomfortable <laughs> hearing the word white or black, or whatever, I'm not, it's not for you. But to answer your question, depending on the type of white person, drunk white person I want to deal with that night. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> so straight up, like, that's kind of how I brand it. Like, where am I at? And where's my mood at? Um, so I'm, and I say that because, Austin is like at the time, like it's it's increased now, but the time was like 73, 74% white. Mm. You know, it's gotten a little bit bigger since I last looked at the census. So like you gonna be uh, you know, I don't I don't <laughs> I stick out, mm. right? And y'all can't see me, so I'll give you a little description right quick. Like you can't tell this on the zoom or you can't tell this <laughs> on the picture, but I'm six two and a half, I'm three hundred and seventy-five pounds, and I'm a I'm a dress size twenty-four. So like there is no hiding me and my hair is purple right now and it it's subject to change. But like, <laughs> uh, it depends on what my mood is, what type of drunk white person. So if I'm feeling like, hey, I want to do the all inclusive, it's Halloween or some major like holiday or something like that. And, you know, we got some guests in town, some friends in town, obviously take them to dirty because that's what you do. If I really want to, if I want to really just kind of vibe out and like low, lower, lower pressure, but, you know, catch it like a, something like, Real chill. We're going to east. We're going to east, mm-hmm. right? Um, I find that people are less intrusive in my personal space on East Six. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I really just want to like hear the top forty and get my bougie on, then you got that. Answer and description for each one. Yeah, that was, that was a first. That was a first. That was a first. <laughs> If you had to pick one, if you had to pick one, though, if you had to pick one. Because of what has happened to the black community in this city, East, because Mm. I have a higher probability of supporting a black business on East 6. I think everyone who's answered that question has said East 6. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So. One thing, one thing I just wanted to, to, to preference, if y'all haven't noticed yet with, with Tammy, she is, she is her, I mean, living her, her true life and like her true self. Mm. So, um, I, 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 that's one thing. I mean, one reason why I'm excited about this, this episode is because mm. she is here, um, not, not trying to portray something that, that she's not. And, um, and, and, I mean, she she's she's in the skin that she's in, and, and she's she's you know proud about it. So if that's, I mean, I, I, I raw episodes as well. Um, but I mean, I, I want to pass pass back over to Chris. I know Chris no, had one more one no, more question. Go ahead, and so we had a little slight delay. So just you're gonna have to go back quite uh, just a little bit. Oh, there was okay. a, you you froze up for a second. Oh, I did. Yeah. Can, can you hear me? We can hear oh, you. Oh man, I, I was I was getting fired up just now too. I know you're getting fired <laughs> up. I know. <laughs> well, I was just saying that, like, with with Tammy. I mean, the reason why we are so excited is, I mean, she's living her her true, authentic self. Um, she's not trying to portray anything else um, uh, or anyone else who she isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, she has really identified um, who, who she is, who she and, and who she wants to be, and she's sticking to that no matter mm-hmm. no matter who or what is is in the in the in, in the in the way of that um and i mean 
I, I'm just gonna say, I'm, I'm just gonna say this like you you may you may you may like her you may not like her but I I, I say this you 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 gotta respect her for for mm. who she who she is and who she's being and which is her being herself yeah uh, I, I, that's one thing I just want to say before we kind of jump into things because um this I mean I, I don't know this this show may may make people excited may make people upset. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't care what's, what's going to happen. You got to respect this woman right here because she's, <laughs> she's doing her thing. Yes. I appreciate that, Rue. I think uh, I'm not for everybody, and that's by design, right? <laughs> um, you right. May not vibe, and honestly, like, I hope I make you uncomfortable. Mm. I hope I make you. I, that's my. That's 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 definitely on the docket. That's the goal, right? That's right. Oh, baby. Well, uh, if I, I didn't I love make it. then you weren't porous and open enough to learn something, mm. right? And that I am in my community that who are in my inner circle, who I share community with, have made me uncomfortable several times about my own lived experiences, my own privileges. And that's why like you'll often hear me say and make considerations for those privileges um, mm. as we speak. Mm. Right. So uh, it's yeah. good if I'm not if you if you always comfortable, you're not growing. Mm. Right. 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 Mm. We about to get into it. I had some more little softball questions. But <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. I guess we just go ahead and get into it, huh? <laughs> let's let, let's let's get into it. If you wanted to, if you want to ask a couple more, but I feel like I... she 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 she's primed up right now, bro. Well, all right, I will. So I did have a couple, but I will ask right. this question because I see you got the you got the Jays in the background there. You got some little Chaskies. I know you're a nerd. You know all that good stuff. Um, who who would you say no here let me take it back um i, I would imagine when you talk about nerdum being a nerd you know a lot of us kind of as we we kind of draw that to like superheroes right uh that's the first thing that comes to mind when i think about nerds uh which mm-hmm. i like superhero mu- movies uh what would you say your your superpower is like your own personal you know, this is me, Tammy. This is my superpower. My superpower. You know, so funny is uh, I have a bit. I have the ability to make people to help people see themselves when they weren't weren't able to. It's mm. mm. good. Damn. You know, and like you know, visionary or be able to like highlight. So you know how like Professor X goes into Cerebro and he can kind of see where all the mutants are and mm. everything. They're at all over the world. Anybody who has a mutant power, even people who are mutants who don't know they have a power themselves, mm. that's kind of where I'm at, right? Mm. That's the superpower. Oh, I like that. You know, I think that, and it's uncomfortable, right? And uh, so my superpower will be that, and a little bit of shape shifting. You know, mm. a little bit. You know, I'm not going. You ain't going to see too many same looks twice. <laughs> um, but also just like the ability to show up as my true self, I think, is a damn superpower because. You know what? What happened with Mystique? Like, and what did Eric say to her? Like, why are you doing that? Why are you putting on this skin? Why are you doing that when that blue skin, that who you are with the yellow eyes? That's what I'm talking to, right? Mm. The ability to be proud to walk around in that versus anything else is a superpower. That's mm. a flex. Man, so damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, so um, if you um. How should I put this? If you had to describe your um, personality in terms of, because I mean, most, 
I guess when you say quote unquote nerds, they wouldn't have Jays just like, you know, <laughs> chilling, chilling up on the shelf. You know what I mean? So like, so like, I guess how would you, I, and, and I don't want to by any means try to limit yourself. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Describe nah. yourself. I think the thing about it is, it's like, you're right. Like I do antagonize, I, <laughs> I have a tendency to antagonize any group that I belong to. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I antagonize nerdum. I antagonize black folks. I antagonize light-skinned people. I antagonize straight folks. Like yeah. where I'm at, I have a tendency. And that's, you know, something that is not, not like in, it's not something that I'm like, oh, I want to make it, you know, I'm here to make you so, so angry at me. I'm here to make you think. And by design, I have to antagonize it a little bit. So like mm. when I'm in the nerd community, I see a lot of anti-blackness in mm. the nerd community, even from black nerds, yeah. right? Mm. Like there's anti-blackness. We all, the thing about it is like the way white supremacists pay off for capitalism was structured, we all benefit from anti-blackness, mm. anti-black. So like I'm going to be, I don't, I didn't have that same experience where like, oh, like the black people didn't like me. And so therefore, I have no black friends, even though it happened 30 years ago. Like, okay. Mm. Black I, know, <laughs> I know that. Per- I know people like that. <laughs> right, like, Never are- that. And they had that voice too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But like, nah, like address your anti-blackness, address some of your privileges and move on. Like I'm proud to be, uh, quote unquote, and I'm, I need to figure out a better word for this. And I usually say something else like urban, but like racially centered. I'm a racially centered black woman. Mm. Um, I'm a black woman. I don't happen to be black, mm. right? Like mm. it's very up in your front, your face. So like I am direct. I'm bold. Um, I'm super empathetic, which sometimes is a weakness. I, it's a struggle. I'm a high, I'm an HSP. I'm a highly sensitive person, mm. right? So I feel a lot of things a lot. Like I feel things at a high, high frequency. Um, and I think that's actually something that how it kind of led me to D and I, uh, Jedi work, if you will. Like when you feel things at a higher frequency, you can't, they can't go on north. They will like, they will be in your body. You can feel that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would describe myself as that, uh, sometimes silly, sometimes, you know, uh, in, uh, hella impatient, you know, I'm not mm. really like, you know, I'm a bomb tea. I'm a bomb ass auntie. I'm not a mom, not a parent. <laughs> I'm a bomb tea. So, uh, gamer, you know, shout out. I'm waiting for this PS5 to drop like everybody else. <laughs> 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 right? Like, I think, and I'm a historian, a historian, a, a history buff. Like, mm. buff, and I think, like, all those ways to describe myself are, you know, important because. I'm not going to limit myself or just be like, I can only be this type of thing because I'm in this type of group. No, you're going to get this black ass deliciousness all the time. Hmm. In any time that. Hey, I, I like that <laughs> deliciousness right there. Got to get it. So you mentioned, and we talked about this kind of in the introduction, you talked about being a Jedi Knight. Um, explain that to us. Like, what does that mean? Uh, what is a Jedi Knight? Because that's so an acronym, to- right? Yeah, so it's an acronym. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Dr. Tiffany Jana. They are um, an amazing non-binary DNI pract- uh, Jedi practitioner, and that's one of the first places I saw that mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, a Jedi Knights Jedi stands for Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. Mm-hmm. Knight obviously um, is a station of rank. In the Jedi Order, mm. and 
first coming to the Jedi Order, you're coming at that Padawan stage, right? <laughs> like just kind of in there, getting tossed up by you know your master. And then you got the, <laughs> the Obi Wans and the Yodas. Those are masters. Those are people who live for a long time. And I'm not a master yet because I have so much to learn, right? Mm. But I'm definitely not nobody's Padawan. And for me, the Jedi Knight is somebody who has dedicated their life to a cause, mm. a knight. Right. And usually in uh, in medieval literature and history, like a knight is somebody who is designated to serve the monarchy. Right. Mm. Well, for me, the kingdom is 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 racialized freedom. Right. Is 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 equitable freedom. That's the that's the monarchy I'm looking to serve. So, you know, I think that's probably even a worst case scenario because I don't want it to be just one person involved. But the kingdom that I look for is that freedom of self and self-determination. So. I, I'm in servitude of making this life easier and better for people, black people, and other marginalized identities behind me. Mm. So, you know, that's a that's a lifelong designation, a night. So mm. take that to you. I love that. <laughs> we just for like, real. You you killed that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's like for real. Like day. I'm like, like you could ask for a better answer right there. <laughs> Like, where do I sign up? Can I be a Padawan? <laughs> I want to be a Padawan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. With with that being said, like, how do you feel about where we are right now? This intersection mm. of just being. I feel like being black in America, like we are so accepted and unaccepted at the same damn time. And just with everything that's going on right now, like like you being a Jedi Knight, like what are your thoughts on just, you know, this where we are right now in terms of, you know, I've been seeing like DE and I come up quite a bit. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what it was until like maybe a couple of months ago or a month ago. Right. Um, right. Same here. And now it's it's coming up quite a bit. And I know you've been doing it for quite a bit, Tammy. So um, it's not anything new to you. But like why we've been talking about this in some of our past episodes, just like why now? Like, And I, it seemed like, you know, George Floyd was was the catalyst for mm-hmm. this um, this interest. Right. Um, that corporate America has for uh, supporting black lives and black lives matter. And uh, I just don't believe in it, honestly. (laughs) Uh, You know, one might argue that at least, you know, the money that people are donating and different things like that is going to go to good. But I don't know. I just, I just definitely feel a way way about it. But, you know, I want to hear what your thoughts are just being a Jedi Knight and being, you know, just in the trenches uh, on this man you ain't lying in trenches <laughs> um so when you said everybody like black people are simultaneously accepted and unaccepted mm. that, that, that rings really true um blackness everybody loves our wants our rhythm but not our blues mm. Right? Mm. and like i i think about the types of people in my life who um went through the with, with the trenches before me. And I've said this before, um, it don't always feel good, right? Like you out here in the mud, this is not no like cute designation where you sit at a board table and like I'm out here with my robes and no, like I'm out here in the trenches with my kid on, right? And um, 
it can feel if you are in the trenches for a long time that when people finally coming up, you're like, dog, where was y'all at? It feel like mm. you was been the only one who's been in the jungle the whole time. Right when they send in a new when they send in a new unit behind you. Mm. That feels like um, I was watching a Ken Burns documentary because I'm a historian and Ken Burns did a 10, uh, 10 hour documentary on the Vietnam War. And obviously that's something that's important to me because of my father and my uncle's experiences have been drafted black men. Um, and there was a story about um, a sergeant, uh, maybe a staff sergeant, maybe E6 or E7. And um, he had had a squad that had been like, they had been in the jungles and they've been doing, they had been going through all these things. And side note, uh, just for people who can hear my voice, like I, the Vietnam War was some trash and America did some fucking atrocious things. So let's go ahead and get that out the way right now. So just want to point that out intersectional, for intersectional purposes. Um, but this sergeant is talking about it. He's saying like, man, like every time new people would come in to his unit, he didn't talk to him. He didn't say nothing to him. He wouldn't address these soldiers. He wanted nothing to do with them. Why? Because they hadn't been in the mud. Mm. And mm. if there were, they were topsy or turvy, they were going to get his, 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 his guys, his, his seasoned guys killed. Mm. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to get people hurt. And that's how I feel like if you've not wow. been in the mud with me, like you really are a, a detriment more than a value in wow. this case, mm. right? And so that story kind of sat with me. So that's what it feels like right now. Mm. That's what it feels like right now, right? And um, and shout out to like the triple OGs, Mary Frances Winters. Like there have been DNI practitioners for three, four decades doing this work, and they're just now kind of getting a spotlight, if you will. But the people are doing this, so DNI work. There's a myriad of ways you might see DNI, you might see DNI, you might see diversity. Mm. You know, it kind of have all this kind of different titles and stuff, and they kind of change over the course of time. But essentially, it's like the job is to examine a space, examine an institution, take examine of a of a situation, and make sure it's as equitable, diverse, um, and inclusive as possible mm-hmm. by doing conducting audits and changing policies mm-hmm. and addressing unconscious bias at high high levels. And, and tearing down many systems that are in the way as possible, mm. right? Um, because when people think of white supremacy, when they think of white supremacy, they're thinking about the Ku Klux Klan, they're thinking about hoods, they're thinking about lynchings. That's what they're thinking about, right? They're thinking about, and that's a part of it. That's a type of white supremacy, um, you know, swastikas and skinheads and all that stuff. That's a type and that we get we get lost in the weeds when we think about white supremacy is just that. Like yeah. racism is just that. And it's not. It's systemic as hell. Mm. It's built into every it's built into the fabric of the of the soil we stand on. Exactly. Right? Like and it is built like you can't have white supremacy if you come to a country and annihilate genocide the indigenous nation populations that are here. Annihilate like literally try to wipe them out almost, right? And then on top of that, your economic bandwidth is based on the, uh, on the backs of black bodies. Mm. So when you think about white supremacy, patriarchal capitalism, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about systems and structures. We're talking about fair housing. We're talking about redlining. We're talking about banking. We're talking about everything that has touched this country that has informed these unequitable practices that we all still are uh, in concept and concert with today. Mm. Mm. We just uh, usually, uh, I'll, I'll, usually at this point, like Rue and I would have qu- questions, but we're just like 
we're soaking this in like as listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, serious. Serious. I, I'm just like soaking this in and and wanting to wrap my head around of it, all of it. Um, and well, I, I, I guess one thing I wanted to ask real quick, do you feel like um, because uh, you, you, you mentioned like your mom briefly, uh, she was she was part of the Black Panther um, uh, movement organization. So, do you feel like this was something that was instilled in you at a young age, or do you feel like I guess you just started kind of really kind of finding yourself? I feel like as a black black person in in, in America, you 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 come to an age you really start finding <laughs> yourself and. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know if I don't know if that even makes sense. No, you make sense because yeah, the awakening, yeah, exactly. Uh it happened, it, it both happened, right? Yeah. Like my parents, my mom, particularly my mom and my brother in particular, like I when I say I get my like love for being black and like my like rich black American culture, my mom and my brother, hands down. Like they were so intentional. And insightful. Like when we moved from the city to the suburbs, my mom's was like every weekend we going back to the city, you going to see your cousins, you going to spend time with them. Like um, my auntie, she just passed away. We lost her um, a few months back. She was the person who was like, "Don't go out to them suburbs acting brand new and act like you don't want to be around your people. Because if you if you go out there not knowing who you are, you end up being afraid of your own people." Mm-hmm. And that's the type of environment I grew up in. So I had access to both. So like I always had, like my mom would take me, shout out to Detroit. Like my mom would drive all the way out to Eastland to give me black Barbies and black baby dolls, right? Like she would take 30 minute drives out to the mall out on the city, in the city and be like, go to Northland and like find black dolls. My mom was like sending black dolls back. And then furthermore, I had to give my mom a lot of credit because um, y'all can't see me, but I'm a light skinned black woman. My mom would even go out and make sure I had brown and dark skinned baby dolls so that I could like see the myriad of value in darker skin. Mm. So I had to really give my mom a lot of credit for that. That was something she was, she was well before her time in that capacity, right? Um, my father was big on history and like, like um, we're both bibliophiles, right? So mm. books, like we would go out on daddy-daughter dates and me and my pops would be like, okay, like, all right, baby, like pick three books. It don't matter which ones, like just pick three books. So every time we get three books and I'm reading and I'm learning and he, what he did was I, I can't afford to take you on trips, sweetheart. I can't afford to like go to the amusement parks. I can't afford to send you to a private school. But what I can do is I can give you access to my love of books yeah. and hopefully get you, um, it's, you know, that'll help you with your imagination and help you with your insight to the world. Right. But it doesn't come at a, you know, but at the same time, like there was respectability politics, you know, that as a survival method, a lot of black families and a lot of black parents teach their, their kids to, tone that shit down and bring that shit down when they're outside of the home. Mm. So that part of me didn't like blossom and bloom, like to like resist respectability politics, resist um, homophobia, resist transphobia, um, resist colorism until I was a lot older. Mm. Right. But the foundation there, like was, I had a foundation to build off of. Um, what would you say? So what would you say was that you had the foundation and, what was the kind of awakening point, the catalyst where it's just like, I'm about to get active. Like, this is where I'm at. And it's like, <laughs> you, you, where's that point where you're like, I'm signing up to become a <laughs> Just like, just, just, it's like going, it's like going from hobby to like, this is my full-time mission. You know what? 
there's different times where like I don't know if people are religious. Um, I was I was raised super conservative religious, so I'm not religious anymore. Mm. Like I'm super super not. But there's a spirit, and I know it sounds that sounds so like college black person. I'm sorry, y'all. Like <laughs> not religious, not more, but not spiritual. I know. I'm sorry. I sound like a damn trope, but it's true. Like, mm. um, so like I was raised super conservative in that sense. Um, but I came to this like questioning. There's a few stages, and what happens is. When you ignore your calling, it keeps coming back and hitting you on the head. Mm. There's certain stages where I can see where I was like being called, ignored it, or being chosen, or being put in situations. Um, so there's I can mm. see periods of me of this popping up in my life in the past. But um, a big larger, <laughs> a, a larger catalytic moment, if you will, was um, right around. 2015 2016 um when i made like as far as corporate is concerned Mm -hmm. so like if it's corporate was concerned that's a whole different ball game um so i'll give you i'll give you an example there was times when i was working at an organization where some people who belong to the lgbtq plus community wanted to have um they wanted to have like a group or like a, um, a development group and the organization wasn't supporting that because the organization mm-hmm. had some religious affiliations. Right. Oh, so like it kept popping up. Right. And I'm starting to see like, okay, there's this pattern. There's this interest. There's this, there's this thing that's happening. Um, I remember sitting on the stairs at a job, talking to my homegirl. I mean, like I quit, I'm done with this shit. Um, but like when I started to like put like if you look back at every job I've had, it's a, it's a hard question for me to answer because like you look at back at every job I've had, I've had some sort of mm. E and I equitable practice and something I did every single one, right? Mm. Did um, you have the language for it at that point where you could, you know, actually yeah, call like it the language, Yeah, like the language didn't really come up like that until mm. I would say a few years back, right? And then it was it. Wasn't even in vogue then, right? Yeah. In vogue, like in vogue, very work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started putting like saying like this is it, like this is going on my like shit, like that would have been like two summers ago, mm-hmm. and I started like okay, Tammy, you can't keep ignoring this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to back to being the Jedi Knight, and 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 back to just corporate America, you know, like. What is your what is your take on, you know, like I know people have not, they've not they haven't been shooting in the gym with you. You've been shooting in the gym. Oh, right. Now now you got everybody <laughs> shooting in the gym is like, hey, like this is my gym where I shoot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been. Like, gym on New Year's Day, dog. I'm like, man. <laughs> like, it feels like that's what it feels like. It feels like the gym on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Like like straight like that. Like so like for me. The word I come up with is cute. Mm. It's cute. Like, all right, welcome to the jungle, dog. Like, yeah. let's get in the paint. But if you welcome really, to the jungle, yeah, welcome to the jungle. I've been in here. I've been in the trenches with my men, like my man's yeah. and them. Like, been out here. And I and honestly, going back to that that the antidote about the sergeant in Vietnam, yeah. I'm really not feeling you until you got some 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 stripes. Mm. You just some mud, some so, mud on your so, boots. Like, how does like how does corporate so? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of some, some 
examples because I know like uh, some really big corporations have been throwing up money and, you know, mm-hmm. they've been, you know, I'm watching the NBA finals yesterday. They got Black Lives Matters, you know, on the court. They got stuff on their back of their jerseys and it's, you know, th- and that's all well and good. Um, there, there's some other stuff that they're doing as well, but like, how do you, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like this is the moment <laughs> for it? Like, is it things like, I, I hear you dog. Like, yes, I, to answer your question directly. Yes. I am skeptical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, shit. like, yes, I'm skeptical. I'm constantly skeptical because even now there's data to support that the, the support that was happening in May has dropped significantly, like double digit percentage wise to wow. now. Mm, so you saying it went up, there's a peak, and now yes. it's going back down because yes. we're like, uh, we're talking about like, other they stuff. Just, they just released us about this. Yeah, like, mm. yeah, let me, I can pull up exactly what the numbers are since we are here, you know, we being you know, real academic like. Right. The thing about it is that just like really, you know, chaps my ass, if you will, since we're in Texas, <laughs> is you, I don't, there's, there's all these platitudes, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these platitudes about, what we about, what we doing, what we ain't doing, who we with. And so, yeah, to say that I'm not skeptical would be a lie. Yeah. That would be, that would be untrue. I am skeptical. And that's, um, and that's how, that's how I feel. Cause I'm just like, it's not, the thing I said in the past is like black people weren't created yesterday. So like, why no. are you just like all of a sudden behind them? And I think there is some good from it. Cause I do see some of my white friends who, I would never have thought to speak on anything now actually starting to speak up, uh, which that has been encouraging to see. But when I look at it from like a business and corporate perspective, you know, one of the things that I mentioned is, you know, you can donate a ton of money and, but you can also write that off and that helps your, your, Correct, you know, that's your back end. That's your, right. Yeah, that's so, right. and one would, one would agree. One might say that, well, you know, the money that somebody might be, giving is going to help out, you know, whatever cause or organization. And so there is some good coming from it, but I just feel like the intent behind it is not actually pure. I think it's just like, yeah, it's just like, (laughs) let's just hop on this wave just so that we can maybe stave off anyone thinking that we're not supportive and kind of keep our, our social status within, you know, the the, The community, the, the community or whatever. Um, that's how yeah, I feel about you know, it. Virtual students. So according to Pew Research, right? So this is the data. Pew Research support so that support for Black Lives Matter dropped among white people has dropped by 15% since June 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the largest drop among all the races polled. Among white adults, Democrat support for Black Lives Matter decreased by four, and white Republican support decreased by 21%. Right? So there's a chart here and you guys can't see it, but basically like just imagine like a, a, a line graph and April is like a straight, a straight line, straight line. And all of a sudden May it spikes way to the peak. And then come July, it tumbles like a roller coaster down. And the note from the Pew research study says that this chart shows Google search popularity for the phrase black lives matter from mm. April to October. As you can see here, Google searches have returned to levels before George Floyd protests in June. Mm. Like that right there answers the question, right? Like yeah. it's in the day numbers, right? So like, here's the thing: I was in the war before y'all got here. I'm gonna be here after, mm. Mm. right? Uh, 
What and are, that's kind of, go ahead, I'm sorry, Tammy. Go ahead. Uh, I just like that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, and here's the thing: it's fatiguing. You know, like I said, I mentioned it before. Mary Frances Winter has just wrote a book called Black Fatigue, and it's about like how racism erodes like your mind, your body, your mental health, your spirit. And uh, I had never seen something so accurate about how this feels. It's fatiguing. Mm. Like I feel like we're doing this over and over. It feels like you know racial groundhogs day. Yeah. Right, like <laughs> racialized groundhogs day, and at the end of the day, like if you with the shits, as you, if you are, and let me tell you this: if you are a person of color or a white person, you have a responsibility to contextualize your privileges at all times. So just because you are marginalized in some way, you might um, not be black, but you might be some other marginalized group. You might be a non-black Latinx person. You might be Asian. You might be indigenous. Whatever the case may be. One, Black people exist in all of other categories, mm-hmm. right? Like there are Afro-Indigenous people, there are Afro-Asian people, there are Afro-Latino people, Latinx people. Um, there are people who are Black and disabled. There are people who are Black core immigrants, right? And there are, like, once you add that intersection of Black, the experiences are vastly different. We have to recognize the anti-Blackness in, their, in your own community, and we as Black people have to re- recognize the anti-Blackness we absorb about ourselves in our own communities. Right. So you have a duty to self to realize, like, yes, I experience marginalization in this way, but I've also experienced privileges for my distance from blackness in this way. Mm. And I think that if you're not going to do that work, then it's going to be a tough, tough call. And that means you're always centering yourself when it comes to these things. Right. Because at the end of the day, if the, if the least marginalized of us are served, then we all get them served. So if there is a disabled, dark skinned trans woman mm. who is black. Mm. and we are serving her first then we all by will get served mm. right that makes sense they're focusing sense. on the least mark like the people who are at the margins and i think that people don't want to deal with that because they're they're too busy in corporate policing your tone like mm. why did you say it like that because you just said it nicer like i don't that why you know so you feel good you feel less guilty um, and this white guilt, man, it's, it's a resource, dog. Tap, tap, yeah. tap in, like Sweetie said, because that, that little fucking butt is going to close. Mm. It's going to close. You see the numbers, right? So this is a really good time, I honestly think, to be yourself. Mm. <laughs> like, it, to baby, like, you better tap in. Because mm. right now, the, the door is, it's, it's, still, it's still cracked. There's still some room. There's absolutely still some room. But to say, like, I trust the intention, I trust action. Mm. Let me see numbers let me see your recruitment let me see your your turnover rates let me see your salary information for black people how many people uh who are black who sit on your your leadership council who are not dni leads mm. not tell me that the only black person you have in a position of authority is the dni person mm. well, that's just yeah. diversity at that point right it's just like hey, diversity, <laughs> diversity, <laughs> just add water diversity <laughs> is the oatmeal. like diversity is the easiest part of this yeah. equity and about equity don't nobody everybody's like oh diversity is like everybody hold hands we're gonna be real cool everything's gonna be great but equity is like hey we might have to focus on this group right now because of what happened historically to make up for the loss yeah don't nobody want to say that right right that means somebody's gonna have to like take an l right and Mm. and i say that lightly like you're not taking no l's because you were taking all these w's for years and centuries (laughs) You're not taking no L's because I sit right. down and sit tight. Right. right? So everybody has to just sit and people don't want to do that because 
that feels like they feel like it's like a pie, right? And it's only a little slice. Yeah. And then you're losing if somebody else gets something that you're not getting. What's mm-hmm. what's been the experience with that? Like, you know, and maybe you can or cannot answer this question, but like what it has been your experience with white people who are now kind of coming to terms with this and trying to like make sense of it all? Like how have they like have you had to handhold them? Like have they just been oblivious? Oh. Like like what's what's that experience been oh, like? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, white folks, um, depending on where they was at, you know, some of them are just like totally devastated. I had no clue, Tammy, are you okay? Mm. Um, when I'm like, y'all, I told y'all that y'all was doing some harassment, some ethnical harassment to me a month ago, a year ago, and y'all ain't care. Mm. Like um, obliviousness. Um, and then some are charged up, right? They ready to let like, their, they were riding the wave in June. Um, and then we got some people who are hella resistant, mm. like, no, nah, I'm good. Nope. Y'all brought this on yourself. Mm-hmm. If you just, you know, bootstrapped and uh, worked harder and stopped being ghetto. Not the and- bootstrap. I hate that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> the bootstrap. You know, then this one, you know, so I feel like there's a myriad, but like, you know, we got the people who are in the book clubs in June. And so shout out to people who are still reading. They're on their third, fourth books. Like shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like for real. Like I, I'll mess with you if you're doing some intentionality. If you're coming to me and you're saying, Tammy, I read this thing. Um, do you do I have do you do I have permission to talk to you? Is it okay if I ask you about this? But here's where I'm at. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I Googled, because that was free. Yeah. Um, I'm cool. Like I'm pretty cool, but I don't want to be taxed with put it this way, because I'm a Jedi Knight, like I'm I'm not your uh introductory one-on-one course. Mm. You gotta take some prerequisites to fuck with me. Mm. Okay? So I like that. That's hard. (laughs) That's hard. That might have to be the clip. (laughs) For real. (laughs) For real. Oh, yeah. That might have to be the clip right there. For real. (laughs) Here's the thing. I see good intent. I do see good intent. But if you don't examine your own privileges around this intent, your intent is moot. Mm. Right? Because Mm. you will always self-center. Yeah. And that's why it's so important. Like, to learn like not just like this the systemic stuff but look how the systemic stuff is operating in your world around you mm-hmm. if you're still if there's still a black person in particular it's usually a black woman but the or a queer black person of some sort of any kind but like if there's a black person or a, a, a person of color who's in your orbit and they're the ones always speaking up and talking about at work or they're the ones bringing things to attention and you not backdooring them then you are complicit mm, you're complicit mm. Mm, and i'm not talking about and this is one thing i do not like and i've said this a million times like don't tell me how great it was how brave i was to ask direct hard (laughs) questions to the show and then send me a damn slack talking about how much you appreciate me holding them accountable and you didn't say nothing in the end like you just had me out here out here by myself by yourself yeah it's a martyr like what the fuck i look like like don't tell me like how, oh, just let me know how I can support you. When I've said over and over again, like backdoor this shit, but you don't right. want to do that because you don't want to have, you don't want to. Uh, they want to put their neck out. Yeah, they don't want to put their neck out, right? Mm. Like, and here's the gag. That is your responsibility. If you really about this life, your responsibility is to do that. Mm. 
So like, it, it don't make no sense for me to not mention that like, I have a lot of damn privileges in the context of my cishet privilege. I need to say that. And I can't just say it in somebody, in a queer, a queer person's DMs after they don't put their neck out. Yeah. It's kind of like what we talked about. Like, I, I guess uh, being, I guess the, the, the way to help is to be, I guess the people checking other people. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are going unchecked. Don't nobody want to do that. And it's like, not just check your mama and them at, at Thanksgiving. Check the person <laughs> at work mm. in these systems. Check them in the moment. Yeah. Like, and, and figure out what that looks like to you because we all have ability to do that at some point, even those of us who experience marginalized identities. But you're like, and you know, um, the writer um, Ijeo Maolu said this, like your job is to find out where your privileges intersect with someone else's oppression. Wow. Mm. Man, if you're not willing to do that. You're not really about this life. Mm. What's his name? Say something like that. Um, uh, Manuel Acho. I don't know if y'all y'all follow him at all on uh, online. He's he has a little series, um, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Yeah, I seen them. He's from he's he's out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he out here. Um, he, he says something just like that about like uh, I guess using your privilege to, um, I guess for for bettering other people, not just bettering yourself. I mean, that goes right back to superpowers. We were yeah. talking about superpowers, mm. like your privilege is your superpower. Yeah, get in. Right. Like, mm. and, and if you're not going to get in, what did J-Rock say? Get the fuck up out my way. Like, just it, it don't. And, and I've had this with, this is not, white supremacy don't just affect white people. We all, we all get affected. Mm. So if you're a black person and you're, Pulling if you okay insecure right if you're a black person you Molly at the law firm and you got Keisha and she loud and she quote unquote ghetto whatever how all those fucking things that we say about people who don't conform mm. don't pull her aside and tell her like she's not doing like don't do that don't be toxic yeah. like don't tell her like oh you're making the white people uncomfortable just leave them alone yeah <laughs> leave them alone right because mm. you're not helping all you're doing is perpetuating the the, the perpetuating that thought that that type of black, that that type of person, that that type of marginalization is something to be fixed. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I know we've done that because I had a whole bunch of people pull me aside like, you know, Tammy, you just toned it down just a little bit. Or you're kind of making them uncomfortable. At what point are we going to stop making them uncomfortable? Like, at what point am I going to live as a black woman, as a fat black woman, as a tall black woman, as a working class black woman, and I'm just like living my whole my whole life, y'all making everybody comfortable, everybody my whole for the rest of my life. Mm. If I got 80 summers in me, I got a long way to go to make everybody else feel comfortable. That's yeah. come on, dog. That's a slow death. Mm. That's a so that's a perfect segue into kind of the second part of our conversation, which we were talking about authenticity and just being yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 